Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. So today we have a special episode for May 4th for those Star Wars fans watching. And we have French joining us. We're basically going to go through some of our favorite quotes that we have taken from Star Wars and just reflect on what they mean to us and see the deeper meanings behind them. Yeah. So welcome, French. Thank you. The holder of all the quotes that we'll be discussing today. That's funny. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, so for me, it was, uh, I think, us two last year. Sometime last year, we just started to watch Star Wars because people have been telling us our whole lives, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. So we just started. We still haven't finished, but we watched a couple. But just like listening to some of the things they were saying in the dialogue was just like if you really were listening, could be very profound or felt very profound. So we just started to like, you know, write down some quotes that stood out to us. And it was just like reading through it was like, the, the, these movies came out initially, I think, 1970 or 1960s, something like that. Um, and it's like, did New Age, like, did was New Age was mm-hmm. spirituality? Yeah, New Age spirituality. Did it was it born from Star Wars? Um, but I guess I'll read yeah. some quotes and then we take it from there. Yeah, like to touch on that, when watching the movies, I started feeling like, wow everything that star wars is explaining are a lot of things that i believe or i have seen in the spiritual community like the new age spiritual community and i know that a lot of the different beliefs that are in spirituality are rooted from ancient civilizations and cultures but to see it said in such a way that so many people i hear speaking of it relate to from star wars i was like this is really cool and full uh, disclosure I wouldn't say like I'm a big Star Wars fan, so like I same yeah like I can't same. talk about Star Wars in um, super detail and stuff like that. I'm not knowledgeable about Star Wars. I just know what these quotes stood out to me. Yeah, and I've never even watched Star Wars, <laughs> so so may um, the force is it or is it may the fourth be with you? Right, that's the saying I guess you. for today. But yes. the movie is may the force. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's really cool that we all come from a different point of view relating to Star Wars, but seeing how like something that someone may have not seen or has seen can have some um, value for anyone listening. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into it. I have a bunch. So I guess, you know, we'll see what we pick out. Yeah. Um, the first one I would say. Um, I'll go with the first one on top. Be mindful of the future but not at the expense of the present moment. Mm, that's a good one. It really <laughs> speaks on anxiety. Um, anxiety is the main thing that comes to mind and how that can be based upon like thinking too much about the future and not being in the present and how being in the present is really what allows the future that we desire for ourselves to come forward. So it's a beautiful one-liner. Yeah. Yeah. For me, what sticks out is like our podcast, you know, um, Mastering the Art of Being. And I feel that that is a really simple yet descriptive way of being in every moment. So like, yeah, we have to take our future into account. We have to take the present moment into account. But it's not um, nothing is at the expense of the other. Yeah. And the the present moment is ultimately what's the most important because it's the eternal now anyways, you know, mm-hmm. being that time is an illusion in itself. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I receive from it, too. Like, I think it's probably most important. I'm saying probably because I, I guess ultimately I don't know, but I think it is most important to be in the present moment. But obviously the present moment will always be there. But you, the way we've experienced time or experienced our lives, we know there will be something after this present moment that we are not in until we are in that present moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think this is a good way of of pointing it out where, yeah, of course, you know, you be mindful of what can come next. Be mindful of what you can do next. 
but it can't you can't lose what is right in front of you right now yeah you mm-hmm. saying that what comes to mind like strongly is you know how some people will live so much for the future like oh i have to save i have to work so hard i have to save every dollar i get so that i can build this house or buy this land or take this vacation do something like that like they're working so hard and dedicated toward this one goal in the future and then they don't even make it to that goal and they wasted the present moment like trying to live for that future moment that never occurred yeah that's a good point point. and then it's like where's the balance in striving for these things that we want for ourselves while not expensing what's currently present yeah that's the that's the thing right there. You know? Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so good. It's Be balance. mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the present moment. Be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the present moment. I should have written down like who the quote was from. Yeah, right? I should have. I should have done that. Good. For I those should've... who know, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Although this was one of the first ones, so it has to be like episode four. That's, I think, the first one that came out. <laughs> um, on to the next? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, can I pick one that stood out? Yeah, please. Overconfidence is the most dangerous form of carelessness. Mm. You know, me, I've read it. I, I passed over that one because I feel different about it now. Like, I could almost feel negative towards it, or at least what I perceive as negative. Like overconfidence is the most dangerous form of carelessness. Well, I can agree with that. Um, I don't know if it's the best way of saying it. Like for example, confidence I think is very important. I think confidence is important for everyone. You know, their own self-esteem for you to accomplish any task from small to big it's not like oh the confidence to win this race or what something small like just the confidence to pick up your spoon to eat you know like that's a building block of confidence so overconfidence is the most dangerous form i mean i think overconfidence could be helpful but i think it's an an unchecked overconfidence is the most dangerous form of carelessness carelessness if i would add that's the piece right there the over is the unchecked of confidence so you put it that way i can accept it (laughs) (laughs) you know because i i definitely agree like um being confident that's part of our ability to believe in ourselves to believe in whatever situations at hand confidence is definitely needed but like anything else in this world when it's out of balance and in this case overconfidence is that out of balance you become reckless. Oh, I got this to the point that you don't got it because now you're overlooking those minute details that could be life-changing or life-saving. Yeah, it reminds me of recent conversations that we were having with others and relating to confidence and their relation to it and how it can be such a tool when used properly, but when it's not, it can actually create more harm than good and um, create situations of unsafety, putting ourselves in danger, or not fully um, listening to our intuition, perhaps, because we feel like we know something deeper than we actually do. Exactly. And that's where, like, the reckless behavior can arrive from. And that's why I think, like, that's why that quote stands out to me. It's the most dangerous form of carelessness. Because when you are overconfident, you don't consider that you're being careless because you're so confident that nothing can touch you, nothing can stop you. Yeah, you don't even have the point of view to think of what is there to be cautious of. Mm-hmm. As the point of view is so far beyond that, that like no matter what it is, I'm capable, I'm yeah. superior. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say that confidence is not good. It's just in the imbalance of it. Exactly. Yeah, it makes me think of, of the villain in the movie when they're like, oh, I've taken over the world. Like nobody can touch me. I'm the most powerful. And then they get got. Yes, when they're like explaining to the protagonist, like, ha, 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 you're in my grasp. And this is my master plan. You can't stop it. And it's like, oh, you, you, why, did, why did you speak about it? Just yeah. do the master plan, bro. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get overconfident and then that's careless. Yeah. And you get in your own way. Yeah. I really like that example that you gave, French, because it puts it into a tangible um, example that allows it to be seen and what it's like in like everyday life. Like, what does this look like in real life? And it's exactly that. 
And it allows me for even myself to see where that can live within myself or in the scenarios that I'm in with other people and how that can be a useful tool to navigate those moments from a more um, knowledgeable place that helps bring forward a balanced confidence. Yeah, like you humble yourself so that you operate from that space of balance and it's not like oh I'm lacking confidence I'm so timid and shy and scared or like oh I got this and I can't even see what can possibly get in my way there we go <laughs> let's go on to the there next, on to the next. <laughs> oh man I like this one so I'm gonna say this one okay um your focus is what determines your reality and I feel like that one is some, one that's constantly used, you know, um, like your thought manifests into your reality. Like there's so many different variations of that one. Um, and I know in my own personal life, I've definitely experienced it. Like what I focus on grows, whatever you give attention to grows, like that whole concept. And we have the power at any time to shift our reality depending on where what we focus on. It's so simple, but so all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, it's it's clear right there. Like, there's not much deeper to go into. It's your mm-hmm. focus is what determines your reality. Your reality at that moment is what you're focusing on. Whether mm-hmm. that's internally, externally, whatever your focus is on, that is what your current reality is. Yeah, and that's what you're calling more of is yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I actually have a post-it on one of my walls that says, focus on what you want more of. And I would find myself sometimes thinking about something that's not productive or positive for myself, um, almost in like in a spiral form, but that's very loose, not like super dense in my reality. And then like trying to solve a problem, for example, like, okay, I really want to solve this problem. So I'm going to focus on it. And it actually in that process of realizing that I was focusing on it, it made me grow my connection to that um, concept of like focus on what you want more of or in this term like what this quote is saying but basically the same thing um because i was focusing so hard on the problem i couldn't see the solution so it really is good to kind of like put context to it as well because it can also go like one way to the other and it can justify something that's not helpful like oh yeah i'm focusing on this problem it's like yeah It's the law of attraction, like for anybody who's familiar with the law of attraction, if you're running late and you're focusing on running late, you're going to start attracting more things that actually are manifesting you being late. So it's basically what you're describing. So how would you say that? Can you actually say the quote again? And can we discuss like, how is it different? Your focus is what determines your reality. So I feel like maybe that's a more um, wider view than like what you focus on grows or focus on what you want more of i think it's one in the same actually it's one in the same yeah because it's like the saying that resonates most with me is like where your energy goes or like where your attention goes energy flows um it's basically that whatever you're focusing on whether you're hyper focusing loosely focusing whatever it is you're focusing on something that in that present moment is your reality and it's the same thing with what you're saying like if you're working to manifest something but you're focusing whatever it is that you focus on in that moment that's your reality so you can either craft more of that reality or you can actually do the opposite by focusing on other things yeah and i guess it's also like maybe the specifics or even the the true intention or even like clarifying exactly like for example what you said earlier like you have a poster on your wall i forgot exactly what you said but say um focus on what you want more of um i'm not saying this that one specifically but something like that focus you're focusing on what you want more of as opposed to focusing on what you want you get what i'm saying so it's it could be different it could be different in a way like uh, i'm focusing on chasing that money you're focusing on chasing that money, but you're not focusing on getting that money. So I guess it's... Talk that talk, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm saying is that I I think it's all encompassing. It really depends on 
what you're actually focusing on specifically because our focus could be split amongst a million things like i'm sitting on this couch talking to this microphone looking at the screen like all of this is part of that one reality because that's what i'm focusing on so i think it goes down to the minute detail to the not detail that you know so that's why i think it's all encompassing with that that quote you wrapped that Other. up great yes <laughs> No further questions. <laughs> I, I do have one more thing to say, I yeah. guess. Because oh, it reminds God. me of another saying, uh, like, because I guess to break it down a little bit more, it's before the, your focus is what determines your reality. Before that is you got to focus what you focus on. So once you figure that part out, then I think it becomes easier. And I just, I'm saying you generally, because yeah. I, I can use that for myself. I'm just speaking conceptually right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So Excellent. your focus is what determines your reality. Boom. All right. So, what are you focusing on? <laughs> Check in because yeah. you got it all right here, baby. Got outlined for you, for all of us. That's hilarious. All right. Let's go. Next one. Next one. You want to choose the next one? No. Oh, man. I like this one. Okay. I got one. Fail with honor rather than succeed by fraud. Integrity all the way. Yeah absolutely yeah because like and this is a really good one i feel because of that concept of fake it till you make it so like you know like you need a balance because it, it brings forward the confidence like it ties in a couple of these things like focus on your reality don't be overconfident but faking it till you make it can really be dicey um it could be helpful but then like the quote said you rather fail with honor then succeed by fraud. So like knowing within yourself, where are you stepping into that fraudulent behavior where it's no longer like, oh, I'm faking it until I make it. And now you're fooling people and fooling yourself. And now you're dishonorable. Mm. Man, that's rough. I, I was a fake it till I make it <laughs> forever. You know, like I'm a fake it till I make it because I'm going to make it by any means necessary, which, you know, is great. In a sense, because I, I now like looking back at it, because I'm no longer trying to fake it till I make it somewhere. Because where am I trying to make it? it. I, yeah, not that I've made it. I'm, you I, made I, it. It's I okay. am who I am, you know, like I am who I am. Like there's nothing to make other than, you know, who I currently am. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, so fake it till I make it. Um, in a sense, you're doing a disservice to yourself, right? Like if um, in a job or I don't want to speak about a job, but like a job, a life, a relationship. If you're faking it till you make it, all right, you made it, but all the work that was put in that wasn't really work because you were faking it is only going to hinder that job, hinder that relationship, hinder that, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever it was that you, you know, we were faking yeah. till we make it to, you know? So you can't be the best version of yourself in that situation if you cheated your way there. That's so good the way you're saying it because like visually what I see is like many instances where there's a difference between faking it till you make it and um, helping yourself like learn, you know, like you don't know everything. Like there's, learning on the fly. Exactly. So like there's a huge difference in integrity, honestly, like when somebody takes something on and like they're like, okay, I don't know all about this, but I'm going to learn versus... I know it all. Trust me. I have the answers. Come to me. I'll be your coach. I'll be your mentor. I'll be this. I'll be that. And they don't even know it within themselves. So it's much better, I feel. I don't know if better is the word. It's more honorable if somebody can be up front like, hey, I don't know this, but I'm learning it. This way, like if a mistake is made, big deal. You know, like it's not a failure. It's a lesson. Now, if you're being fraudulent out there, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and it'll eventually come back around, especially like if you're not doing the work, like it'll it'll level out and the truth will be revealed. But that quote actually reminded me of how I faked it until I made it at a job that I once had, cheated my way through like all the tests, and then when it was time to do the job, oh my goodness, <laughs> I find myself not knowing how to do much of anything. Yeah, and that's what you were saying. Like, it hinders you instead of being able to, yeah. like, learn and be the best and really be, like, skilled. You're struggling out here because you thought, like, you were cheating the system or getting ahead. You were just cheating yourself. 
But it also, if, like, for that example that I'm giving, like, I was faking it till I make it in something that's not really true to me. So, of course, like, along the journey, there wasn't no internal motivation or inspiration to be like, okay, yeah, let me actually apply myself now, now that I'm able to um, have these helping hands that are helping me along the way before I fully know what it is that I'm doing. But it wasn't even something that really spoke to my soul. So, of course, along the way, things caught up. Mm -hmm. And And that's the thing, that it'll always catch up. Like that saying, what's done in the dark will always come to light. I feel like it's tied to that as well. It's funny how all these Star Wars quotes lead to other quotes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many connections. And when watching, I was like, okay, I could see how this saying in the New Age spirituality is derived from this which i'm sure is derived from an ancient teaching you know so yeah which is cool because i guess that's how it's presented in star wars because it's like jedi training you know the power of your mind the power of control and the force or Mm -hmm. i mean if you're interested watch if not then you know enjoy this episode (laughs) (laughs) um on to the next on to the next i like this one compromise is a virtue to be cultivated not a weakness to be despised Say it again for the people in the back, please. <laughs> Compromise is a virtue to be cultivated, not a weakness to be despised. I think Ooh. that's so good for relationships. It's so good for so many things, like even with the self. Because um, I feel that a lot of times when people do feel that they have to compromise or give in to something that they don't necessarily feel is they're deserving of or was their ideal outcome or, or whatever... Um, yeah it can yes settling exactly um it can turn into like harsh feelings and then like victim mentality can start and all of these other things and I connect victim mentality to weakness um because it takes us away from our power so when realizing that it's a virtue to be cultivated something to be worked with it's honorable that you're able to compromise absolutely it's not a form of weakness it's really operating from that heart space to arrive to a place of harmony and shouldn't be done with like oh i can't believe i had to settle or do this yeah i couldn't even call it a weakness it's the harder thing to do exactly you know like to decide what i want is not what matters more what matters more is what we can both or what we can all come to an agreement on or what we can Mm -hmm. all work together with um like that that's a it's a big one that stuck out to me because like I feel like for me personally um I could look back in my past and think of moments where I compromised and look at it from not a good point of view like I can't believe I like you said like I can't believe I settled or I can't believe you know I didn't go with what I wanted I didn't stand my ground but you know if I stood my ground or if I did do that maybe I'm, I'm not where I am right now you know it's when the ego slips in and takes over the heart, I feel, is a form of that. Because like you're saying, it is so powerful to compromise. Um, it's the complete opposite. It takes more work to be able to compromise and meet somebody else as opposed to trying to like push your way forward. Mm-hmm. And it's like where the compromising is coming from is coming from a place of wanting to like honor all parties and like the joint essence of all the parties together, not from a place of like, I'm going to put my needs aside so that there's peace. It's yes. about- oh, that's a Thank great you for saying that. point. Yes. Yeah. Cause then that's settling. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference there. Settling is just allowing you, your feelings, your point of view or the other person's point of view to just go to the side. I think compromise mm-hmm. is about having that equal or, you know, something that everybody can, mm-hmm. you know, be cool with. Yeah. Not just putting your stuff to the side. I'm glad you said that. Very yeah, glad. that's why that word in there, cultivating, is really important. Um, because, yeah, like, I really love that you just pointed that out because that's such a good uh, distinguisher in terms yeah. of, like, when the self, like, your own values just get triumphed because of like the peace or the greater good when in reality that's a disservice yes and actually what the quote made me think of first was what is a virtue you know 
what does that actually mean? And I actually just looked it up. And according to Google, a virtue is behavior showing high moral standards. And I think that's so beautiful. It ties in so well to what the actual quote is. Yeah, to me, like virtue is a value. Like I use those words almost synonymous for each other. Um, but I love that you just gave the definition because it's the behavior. Um, it's like almost more it's an action tied to that value, let's say. Yes, exactly. And that that requires like rising up to the occasion instead of folding and feeling small. Mm-hmm. Really good quotes. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep looking Ooh, over and I... This is the one I wanted to go with next. This okay, one, right? great, yeah. Uh, for everything you gain, you lose something else. <laughs> There's only so much space, you know, so much we can hold. <laughs> you just gave change. us the face of the whale, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because like that right there is that give and take. That's the energy exchange. And I think that's so important to recognize because sometimes, you know, like we are taught as a society to like strive for more, like, oh, you have to keep getting, 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 what are you giving? Then you get to the point that like you now have received all of this stuff. You have to like make room. You can't, I don't want to say you can't because I don't like the absolutes, but energetically speaking to keep yourself in balance, there has to be a constant exchange. If you're just receiving, 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 not giving anything, you're out of balance. And it's so, like, that quote is so deep to me. For everything you gain, you lose something else. So every time you are acquiring something or whatever it is, I think of it in this way. Like, every time I acquire a new um, belief or wisdom, teaching or something like that, I'm losing an old version of me that operated in a different frequency or space to that new belief or teaching so like I'm shedding away new layers as I'm gaining clarity and that's like on an energetic level but then also on a physical level in your closet if you want to have a whole new wardrobe you're going to have to get rid of some of your older clothes to make space yeah so I, I would say like in simpler words for me <laughs> it's <laughs> not to say that you know that wasn't anyways uh, for me, uh, for everything you gain, you lose something else. It's as simple as like, you know, if I do gain a new belief, that just means I lost probably the old belief that, you know, like what I believe now shows that what I believed before is no longer true to me. You know, it could be something as simple as that. Yeah. Or, you know, like, or for example, ah, if you want to gain weight and muscles, you're going to lose, I guess, fat. That's a horrible one for to go with, but that works too, I guess. Um, but just in anything, like if, if you're gaining knowledge, you're unlearning something to then relearn it. Um, and same thing, if you're acquiring, like, I feel like if you're acquiring money, maybe you're losing your old lifestyle. It could be something like that, yeah. you know, like it, it's just, I feel like it's, it goes back to similar things that I think we've been speaking about as far as balance. Like if you gain something the the, the, the scales of the balance are this are gonna, you know, go one way. But if you gain something and lose something at the same time, Mm-hmm. You stay in balance. Like I feel like that's what it's at the core of that that saying. I feel like that's what it is. Like yeah. you know, you it's must stay in balance. It's the give and take. Mm-hmm. It's the oh, like always giving and taking, giving reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yeah. I love the visual of the scale. It's so good, and it's actually comforting to see that visual, especially in moments where it feels like scary or overwhelming to lose something, where it can feel like at a loss, but truly is just making space for what's already on its way mm-hmm. as we're always maintaining equilibrium, maintaining balance. Yeah. And like having that perspective brings forward more trust and more ease into those transitionary moments in our lives, whether small or big scale. I was going to say it's a really good opportunity. Like if you ever feel that you're losing something, because I know we all go through that, like where it's like, why is this happening? It's like, okay, what am I making space for? You know, like twisting the perspective, shifting the perspective to a lighter version so that you can then be like ready to receive. And when you're receiving, it's like, okay, like what am I going to be giving in this process? As opposed to looking at it like, oh, what else is going to be taken away? 
Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you look at it that way, sorry, to go um, it keeps you imbalanced or yeah. it could keep you imbalanced. Yeah, because you have like a pessimistic view, like, oh, I'm losing everything. So there are many examples to go into it, but I think it's perfectly said how it is. Yeah, it just goes back to the gratitude. Mm-hmm. Next. Next. I like this one. Go. Okay. Go for it. The value of moving slowly is that one can always clearly see the way ahead. That's crazy. The value of moving slowly is that one can always clearly see the way ahead. Yes, that's really good because I feel like as a person who has operated in a fast-paced like frequency a lot of my life, I find I have found myself in situations where I didn't um, see clearly the full picture. I was just reacting as opposed to um, responding. Yeah. Like that's where I was from. Like I was in a very reactive response state as opposed to doing things from like a intentional space. So when you move slowly, you slow everything down, you like ground in, connect to the earth element. You're then able to see clearer as opposed to just being like oh what do i have to do next oh this happened let me do this yes i love it it's so good it really is so good and because it touches on like scarcity mentality um hustle culture the rat race all of that Mm -hmm. like there's somewhere to get to somewhere to rush to and it's like we're living life in every moment yeah yeah i agree like even even for me like i i think I am somebody who kind of overall moves slowly, unintentionally, like I just do. I guess I should say naturally then. Um, but like I, I can almost feel anxiety of the fact like maybe I'm not achieving my goals fast enough. I'm not, um, you know, getting to where I want to be as fast as I want to be, as, as fast as I want to get there. Um, but taking your time lets you evaluate. I feel like if you don't take your time, you can just keep going forward and skip over the parts like, oh, maybe I don't want to go this way. Maybe I don't want to achieve this. Maybe this is not how I want to achieve it. And then you got to maybe take several steps back and work your way back towards what you may think at that time. It allows the space for like reflection, integration, and all these other things when you're moving slow instead of trying to like beat this race, this never ending race, I should say. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's more like a never-ending cycle, right? Not Let's not call it a race. Well, I'm using race because it's, like, the opposite of moving slowly. So, like, when you're in that mindset that, like, oh, it's the rat race. I got to be chasing the chicken, the money. I have to be, um, <laughs> like, doing all these things, constantly moving fast to get more of what I want and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're doing the opposite of mm-hmm. the life that you described. Yeah. And, like, nature doesn't rush and yet everything is accomplished. And it's so cool to consciously decide not to partake in that energy of the rat race and still be rewarded with doing what is perceived of having to do, like doing the opposite of what could be perceived as this is how you will arrive to success and whatever it is that that means for the person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I was trying to say by calling it a, a cycle. Like, I think the mindset of it is from the majority is that it is a rat race. It's a race. You got to reach somewhere. I think it's it'll be more helpful to see it as a cycle so it doesn't feel like you have to get to somewhere because it's always going to keep going. It's always going to keep turning. It's just a cycle that's going through its seasons like nature, you know, like there's this ups and downs. There's nighttime, there's daytime. Yeah. But that's always going to happen. The race, there's an end to a race. There is no end to life. Exactly. And yeah, we're infinite beings. So we're always going to be alive in different forms so take your time (laughs) yes yeah like if not this next this lifetime the next lifetime not that lifetime the whole infinite you know or even if not this hour next hour if not this minute next minute you know not this breath the next breath exactly exactly yeah because that infinite that could i can see that being received (laughs) like oh my god like someone like really (laughs) going off from that so the breath is good. Next minute, it's like, okay, the opportunity is always here for us to take. 
Yeah. It's yeah. funny because the next lifetime is reassuring to me. Like, you know, like, because I have such big plans for my life or like this soul's journey that I'm experiencing. And it's like, okay, if I don't get to it now, I know I'm going to get to it. So there's no need to feel the pressure. Yeah. Depends where like someone is operating from. Yeah. Okay, next. Next. <laughs> uh, this is one I like. Where is it? Searching for the truth is easy. Accepting the truth is hard. Searching for the truth is easy. Accepting the truth is hard. <laughs> it reminds me of like, <laughs> like something really <laughs> funny. Could feel like insignificant in the grand scheme of things, but like when you feel like your partner is cheating on you, and they're like, yeah, yeah, and you go looking through the phone, and then you find what you, the truth. And it's like, okay, now I have to face what this actually means. What is this yeah. how do I, now? How do we move forward? That's a great example. Cause like <laughs> hearing that quote can feel like very deep, but that's a very good like human example. Um, but what comes to mind for me is like this feeling of like never knowing the truth, you know, like the truth is what we make it. Um, I don't know if we get to the point that it's like, oh, yeah, this was the truth or like this was the meaning or whatever. This was the belief. Um, I haven't been able to remember that part of like the like the journey of the soul. But um, that's why it comes forward to me as like there's no need to search for the truth, because if it is hard to accept the truth, like we're just putting ourselves in this mindset. Like you said, like the example of cheating is so good. Like, if things are good, why go looking for problems? Um, but really just, like, feeling, like, what feels truest to me in the moment. Yeah. Life is simple. We complicate it. Yeah. <laughs> this actually reminds me of a conversation we were having, I think, yesterday about, like, the truth will always come to the light. So there's no need to go searching for it, like, in any situation with anybody, with ourselves. Um it's we don't need to like seek to solve a problem that hasn't even been presented to us even if we feel like there may be something trusting that if it, there is actually something that needs to be addressed it, the opportunity to face it will arise without having to force it yeah and it's also that over. point the truth is always around us so that's why it's so easy to search for it because the truth is really always there but like you mentioned the humans can make things complicated and then it's not that we don't see the truth. It's that we may not want to accept the truth that we already see. And it goes back to the quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for me, it's it's like that. Like if I could, like personally speaking with the, with emotions, I guess, like um, in an argument with your partner or even like a coworker or something like that, like, you know, you're set on, you know, proving your point or even explaining your side of the story or what you feel. And that may be easier because this is what you're feeling. So you're saying it, you know, you're saying this is my truth. This is what I feel. Then that person or that group shares what they feel. And if it's, if a conversation is, if both parties are there actually trying to get to the truth and not just trying to say, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. That truth I can arrive to, I'm going to use myself as the example. Let's say if I arrive to that truth and realize shit, like my point is not right. Like I'm the one who fucked up. Like I'm not, in the right here and then i have to accept the fact that i was the one who caused this and for some that may be very easy and some no actually let me say it this way sometimes that could be very easy and sometimes it could be very difficult depending on your attachment to that to that specific situation um so like for me i feel like i've had a lot of times where it'll be hard for me to accept the truth like i feel like my brain will try and find different ways around that truth to make to make it as if that truth is not actually what true is, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm not accepting that because I don't feel like that's true, even if it may be true. And it may take me time to either see it or maybe I won't see it, you know? So I think that's what stands out for me when I see searching for the truth is easy. Cause you know, you may think you already have your truth set out. So it's easy. Cause it's like, I don't, I'm not searching for it. Cause I'm already in the truth. Then you find out what the actual truth is and whatever form it is. And it's like, oh, now I got to think differently or now I got to feel differently or now I just got to adjust. Um, and I think mm -hmm. if, if you're too tied to your emotions or tie, too tied to, I don't want to say your ego because, you know, your ego is your best friend. Your ego is you, you know. It's all about, again, back to being in balance with yourself. Um, 
So I can see how accepting the truth could be hard. Yeah, what well, what you're saying reminds me of like there it's like a weird thing to feel, but it's like there is no truth. Like what is truth? It's up to us. And truth can change. So not like staying attached to something as it is truth. Like I know that truth is supposed to be something that is true. I don't know how else to describe truth, but <laughs> Your truth is different from my truth, is different from your truth, is different from the next person's truth. And our truth changes moment to moment as well. So, like, not developing that attachment to what the truth is because there really is no truth. Yeah, it's based on our experiences and how we relate to them and then form opinions about what's being experienced and we attach like it being true. Mm -hmm. What you were saying reminded me of like the difference between truths and facts and like how they're different. You know, like a fact is like something very black and white, like this is a chair, you know, this is actually what this is. I don't know what this is art. (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly so like even with that because right now like it's coming to me that truth can also be synonymous with story like the stories that we create in our mind based on experience that becomes our truth and when you're doing like inner work and you're trying to get to the root cause of certain beliefs or whatever um it's usually through those shadows or like the stories that you discover what appeared to be truth but was like masked by a certain experience yes because i feel like at the root of it like it goes back to like we complicate everything but it's based on like the human experience can be dicey in that way because mm-hmm. we experience so much but without all of that we're just all loving easygoing beings just frolicking yeah. in nature and the point of being here is to learn experience and grow yeah And that brings me to the next quote is the most dangerous beast is the beast within. (laughs) I had had queued up one afterwards. I was not expecting that one. She went rogue. (laughs) She went rogue. Because like while we were speaking, I slid out the corner of my eye and it reminded me of what you were saying of the ego being the best friend. So it's like, what is the beast that is within, you know, like, how do you define that beast within? Because I agree, the most dangerous beast is the beast within, like, that beast within that could be untamed, unchecked, could really make you do some crazy things. So Mm -hmm. we're like our own worst enemy, but our own best friend, like, it's very cool how we're the same, like. It's all a part of us. Yeah, I guess that brings like the polarity of it, the duality of it. You mm-hmm. know, you, we are our best friend, but we are also our worst enemy. Not that we necessarily all see it that way, but if you look at how our thoughts and our emotions, I don't want to say treat us, but how it makes us feel and what it makes us do, you can see how either you're helping yourself or you're not helping yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and for me, the beast within, I didn't think of it the way you said it. Like the most dangerous beast is the beast within. For me, it's like the beast within is all the things I decided not to do. You know, like this is, I could have done this. I could have done this craziness, but I decided not to do that craziness. (laughs) You you check, like your beast is in check right now, you know? I think of it when people like say they black out or see red, you know, like (laughs) that's like the beast coming out to play. To Um, play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) this is crazy because i don't know like some people are so afraid of other people or being hurt by other people but you could really just be hurt the most by yourself like with where your thoughts go and like where these stories that you have accumulated in your mind takes you to me that's the beast like all of this unhealed thoughts emotions traumas like that's where the beast lives like that's where the beast likes to play and and grow and if unchecked it can make you really like spiral and do some wild things mm-hmm. agreed I, yeah so i guess ultimately you should show love to your beast right because i Absolutely. mean if you think about beauty and the beast like the beast was this cold you know being until he found something to love to cherish again and yeah. All of a sudden, this beast was, you know, full full of love. Like, it's, the, you know, a beast, I feel like, in my mind, could be seen as something, you know, super aggressive. And, you know, it can be. But it's not only that. 
I, I don't it think it is that at all. I think it's that when it's craving attention. So that's why I'm like referring it to it as those stories or like traumas or unresolved emotions, thoughts, beliefs, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's that like because it's not necessarily a beast, but it's just trying to get your attention in some sort of way. So it might be overreactive or it might be whatever it can be. Um, but at the core of it, your love. Like, you know, what is the beast in you? Because you're complete love. The beast is just when you're not giving yourself the love or you're not um, processing things that have happened from that loving standpoint. It's trauma. It's pain, you know. The shadows that live within us Mm -hmm. that are formed through our human experience and maybe past lives. Like, who knows, considering time is relative. But yeah, exactly. And that was just beautifully said. I'm ready to move on. This one I like. Well, I feel like I said about all of them. <laughs> Adversity is a friendship's truest test. That's cute. I like this one too. Yeah, that one is nice um, because I feel like it's in differences that we can either choose to honor the differences in others, like difference in opinions, ways of being, whatever the case is, or choose to like rid someone off because they're not um, on the same like frequency as us, let's say. It's easier to do the latter one, like to say like, okay, this person doesn't believe what I believe, like the hell with you, than to be like, okay, let me open my heart, open my mind to see where this person's coming from and accept them from whatever it is, even if it's different from me. Yeah, I feel like that's like the the opportunity so the adversity for a friendship like why it's the truest test and not just friendship i would say even relationships or whatever it's um it's that the opportunity for everyone to either grow apart or grow more together you Mm -hmm. know and it's i think within that that allows people to grow so for example things can all all be nice and easy nice and easy but then some we're not all the same people so something can happen that both people feel completely different about and in that friendship or in that relationship that's the opportunity to either oh okay this is like like you said open your heart to speak on that so we can grow or decide like uh uh-uh, like this is not where it's at but i think it also shows the strength of that relationship i feel like a a more fragile relationship i think it's less than it's less than what is the adversity i think it's more about what the relationship is like, mm-hmm. how strong is this relationship that it can go through this adversity or how weak or fragile it is that it, it can't? Yeah, it's like, for me, a simpler way to say it is like, in the moments of challenge, if we're going to allow that challenge, because challenge is usually seen in a negative connotation, if we're going to allow that challenge to overtake the situation or the whatever ship it is, the relationship, partnership, whatever, and cause that separation, or if we're going to unify together and face that challenge from love yeah the question that came to mind was how deep is your love essentially uh, for yourself and for this relationship partnership friendship that um is being cultivated by two people or more yeah and it's if there's love for if there's love appreciation gratitude for the other person then it should be enough to allow um to, for that to be a standing foundation to move through whatever it is, the, advers- the whatever the adversity is from a place of um, a team perspective, like us against like whatever the adversity is in yeah. from the heart space. It reminds me of our conversation yesterday yeah. when talking about relationships, because I totally believe that. Like, I think that that's one of the most like fundamental aspects of a relationship. And it's something that we practice is like when there is a situation it's not you versus me me versus you it's us versus whatever is coming forward and like I love giving that advice because I feel that in whatever romantic platonic whatever it is when you view it as that you're gonna be um, less susceptible to falling victim to those stories that make you want to feel right versus whatever it is it's very unifying as opposed to dividing 
Yes, absolutely. And especially in a day and age where like cancel culture is so prevalent, it's so important to highlight this because anything worth having requires effort and um, recommitment constantly. Nothing is just going to continue to work unless there is effort being put in. Absolutely. We're all different. We all have different opinions. We, we're going to face adversity in so many different ways. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like different truths. It's so cool. Like everything, all of the quotes are kind of just like building upon one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay. Um, Who my father was matters less than my memory of him. Who my father was matters less than my memory of him. Mm-hmm. And I love this so much, like when I saw it, I loved it because it again ties into that storyline that we create. So let's just say we have like this villain in our life and they treated everybody else really bad, but they were so caring and loving to us. Do we hold them accountable to the villain that everybody else perceives them to be? Or do we hold them accountable to what they displayed to us? And it, like, brings forward that notion of, like, we're nobody to judge, you know? So not letting outside opinions taint memories and also, like, vice versa. You could flip it as well. Like, not letting memories taint what could be truth or fact, you know? Yeah, and I guess if I if I can use um, a personal story, I guess. So, like, for my, my own father, he is alive and well, so... That's great. Um, he he was in jail for most of my, I guess, from, you know, when I was like 10 to early 20s. Um, so those, you know, pivotal moments in a child's life, you know, father-child relationship. I can, with this quote, who my father was matters less than my memory of him. At no point during the time that he was, you know, in, in incarcerated or anything like that, was it like, oh, my dad is a criminal or he left me or... Um, Anything that somebody would think if you're talking about somebody who's in jail or who committed a crime or whatever. For me, exactly with what you said, like I, none of that mattered to me at all. Like all I thought to myself was like, he was always happy with me. We always had a good relationship, you know, things between me and him were always cool, awesome. Like he was, you know, I always felt like it was a loving interaction between me and him. So that memory, I feel like helped me get through those times whether he listen, maybe he was a terrible person. I don't, I don't think he is, but you know, he wasn't that to me. And I didn't, thankfully, be, maybe because of that, or definitely because of that, I grew up not feeling like I was abandoned by him, or he made a choice to not be there. It was more like, you know, he did something that was had nothing to do with me, had to do with him, and it impacted his life. But what he did when he was around, um showed me that you know or helped me make it through that situation without feeling like oh he's a criminal or he's a this he's a that no he the way i remember him was awesome and that i feel like helped me live through that period of my time in a healthy way shout out to chanchi but (laughs) i feel like that's so beautiful and it's very because it's cool because the quote is about a father and you're relating your own personal experience And that's so beautiful to not let like these outside opinions or judgments influence the way that we are. And I feel I could definitely relate to it as well. Like my father, you can speak to many different people and they'll all have a different thing to say about my father. And I have different memories of my father, you know, like I have good memories, I have bad memories, but the ones that I choose to hold on to, to represent him because he's not in this physical, you know, he is in spirit world. So it's like, what do I want to live in my mind and like keep him alive? And I'm not going to let the opinions of other people who perceived him at his worst or like in a a space that they were operating from taint the person I did know my father to be like his true soul's expression. And that is so beautiful because I feel it also touches on how deep is your love. Like it is the love that we have for our parents and these examples that you both shared that allows us to see the light in everything. And even in those who can be demonized crazy by someone out there, but to see what actually does reside between the relationship dynamic that is existing and did exist and will always exist is such a beautiful thing because it also reminds me of 
inner child healing and like throughout that process um a lot of it can be like overturning back to traumas and seeing things for what they actually were quote unquote um instead of um like what i for all use for myself like what i could could have perceived it to be as like the memory that i held on to but not what it actually was but what you're both are sharing brings a uh, greater highlight to that process that whoever is undergoing inner child healing or is curious about it, um, that these are things from outside perspectives. Like my experience was this, but if I'm looking at it from the point of my mother, my sister, my aunt, whoever, from their eyes, from their own life experiences, their own judgments, whatever it is, they can perceive the dynamic that's going on between my father and I as different and how that can play a role as to um, what taints the memories or the perceptions of people that we hold close to us. Yeah. But it's a fine line because it's like, you also don't want to be delusional and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely a fine line because yeah. like that delusion can be real. And like we yeah. could try to keep ourselves safe and comforted in a memory like tainted with um, illusion. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I feel it's like whatever it is to make you feel best is what you go with you know like it's not delusional if you're in a space of your in a space and or time in your life that you need to have this delusion to help you move forward and then you revisit that at a later time when you are more solid and able to go into that story or memory yes beautifully said as well because like I feel at the end of it all, when there's compassion for all people, we can see beyond the, the darkest of darkness and understand like, okay, from your own experience, because of these circumstances, like you decided to do this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's not, we're no one to judge um, the actions because we don't know people's lives. And, you know, we could only take accountability for our own lives and um, what we project and give to others. And hopefully it's always love, which will then help this whole process of seeing um, the love and everything and everyone. And last thing that I have to share on this is that um, like, you know, at times we might act out of a space that isn't love. Like we might make a mistake or we might act out of character and that one situation, or like if it's a few times that doesn't necessarily need to triumph our true essence and like the majority of the memories that people have of us um that came to mind with what you were sharing i think of it as an internal part mostly like okay i know that i am this loving person and sometimes i act out of character and i could really attach to when i act out of character and like beat myself up about it but i don't need to because that's just that doesn't matter as much as like all of the history of me being a really good loving person Yes. And I feel like it's always easier for us to hold on to things that um, like we do that's not in our in our best form and like um, really hold on to that and almost make an identity over that and like cross out all the moments of being a person of love. And mm -hmm. that's important because we even do that with others sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're all human. It's fine. I love talking about human. love. At least, unless one of us is an alien, but we could be part was, alien. Yeah, we, could, like, who knows? <laughs> we just are. Who there knows? we go. If we are Star Wars, we're definitely part alien. Well, maybe she's in the running. Nameless planet has arrived. No, <laughs> 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 we visited the nameless that, that's planet. That's Star Trek, man. You can't do that. Oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go. Do we got time for one more? Yeah. Time for one more. All right, let's make it a good one, even though they've all been okay. pretty good. The one that hits. Here you go. I think it's it, you moved up. I think that's what you were. What do you think about that one? Sure. Okay. He who seeks to control fate will never find peace. Oh, that's the one to end on, okay? That's and we're out. Yeah. Ponder that one. Let us know. Ooh. He who seeks to control fate will never find peace.
just live your life live in the moment allow yourself to flow allow yourself to be it's in that control aspect whatever it is that's causing you to feel the need to control that's going to keep you away from experiencing being and peace yeah yes there can be a list of things to do list of goals you're on mute you're on mute oh my god that's it. A list, a list of <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> a list it. of goals. <laughs> a list of goals, a to-do list of the day, and it'll all get done when it's the perfect time. There's nowhere to rush to. It'll get done. Live your life. Find the gratitude and the love in all moments. Extend grace to the self and to others and compassion, knowing that we are doing our best with the knowledge that we have, and sometimes the moment engulfs us and allow the grace for that experience because it's part of the human life yeah yeah i think like a key thing that sticks out to me with this quote is the concept of manipulation um and like it can be a subtle manipulation it doesn't have to be like you're this mastermind trying to manipulate the world even down to like i don't know as somebody who has definitely experienced like obsessive compulsion, compulsive disorder, I feel that I can take this quote and like really apply it to myself because when I'm experiencing those moments of wanting to control everything, even something small like the placement of where I put my crystals on a windowsill, if somebody touches it, I can go crazy, right? And then, or I don't go crazy, I can become very um, unsettled and disturbed and I'm not seek, I'm not finding peace because of that obsession to control even the smallest of things so now if you apply that on like a larger scale you can then see how that can really step forward and take you away yeah and i think it's like everything else it's the balance and it's the finding Mm -hmm. the peace within like it's it reminds me of you know control what you can't control and accept what you can't you know if you can't control something then it's not for you to control not that and that's the word control can sometimes have like a negative connotation on it, but I'm just saying it for the definition control. Like I'm not saying you need to have control of anything or you should. All I'm saying is if, if it's something that you cannot mold (laughs) to what you want it to be, like if it's another person, for example, it's not for you to control. It's not for you to mold. What's for you will always be for you. That's like the easier way of saying it. Cause when you were saying that, like, Um, control what you can control and accept what you cannot I was gonna be like no 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 don't ever accept anything that you don't want to not accept like if you want something go for it but know that what's for you will be for you what's not for you will never be for you like it wasn't you then it's never gonna be you now sis so dang no No, if it wasn't for you yeah that's what i'm saying if it wasn't for you then it won't be for you now you don't know because we evolved (laughs) yeah yeah but this is a lot of it is from our combo from yesterday yeah Yeah. no i know (laughs) i see the energy (laughs) Uh, not yeah not mine (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding so yes he or she or they who seek to control fate will never find peace. He who seeks to control fate will never find peace. And that's how it is from Star Wars. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, Please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space, space to, to flow. flow. <laughs>anybody's interested watch star wars there's really insightful quotes in there There, this list that we have has so many quotes like we barely touched the surface on the quotes and we haven't even watched all of it not even half of it maybe we'll be back next may 4th with more maybe yes may the force be with you yes there we go okay i feel pressured
Okay, can peace we... out, family. Yes, peace. Yeah. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave a comment, a rate on our Instagram at Flow Space the Podcast. You can leave a rating or review wherever you stream our podcast. We are Flow Space on all streaming podcasts, um, on all streaming platforms, and we also have our YouTube channel, Flow Space. Um, and you can watch this video there and yeah. leave a comment and, and share watching, with your friends. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to stay up to date on all the conscious conversations that we have going on over here and leave a comment as to what did you receive from this episode, if anything. We would love to hear from you. Yep. So thank you, family, for listening, joining, and we will chat with you soon. Yes. Peace. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for being on the show, like doing this with us and for being the note taker all this time for these amazing quotes so that we could have had this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just taking wisdom that's out there. <laughs> it's been a long time in the making. Like, when did this begin? Like you guys taking these quotes? Um, It was, was after last year, May 4th, but obviously before. So something somewhere within the year. Yeah. Wow. I would say like we probably started like summertime so cool and it was just until yesterday that we actually were like okay yeah let's do it like it was in the plans but that was like set way back then you know yeah but when something's put in motion it'll come forward if it's meant to be maktub (laughs) yes (laughs) 